Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I wanted to chat a little bit about uh, the retreats and my reflections from the last month. So in September, I hosted my first retreat, and then I followed it up by going to a retreat the following weekend. And um, I want to share a little bit about my insights from both of the retreats and any ahas that you might find beneficial. So my first retreat um, was on September 11th. And it was a, a day retreat from nine to five. And it was about a 40 minute drive south of Minneapolis, St. Paul. And so it was at this little farmhouse. You had the option to spend the night. So I had one other person um, spend the night with me. And I will say that uh, next time I'm going to make sure I test the beds or at least like sit on them before I kind of book the place because these beds were super hard. I did not sleep the best. I had about two hours of sleep and, um, you know, being pregnant, like I, I was tired. And I was a little worried going into the retreat. I'm like, oh no, is my energy going to be down? But I found that just the buzz and the the energy that I had to host and to lead it, it it was great. Like I actually did not feel that down or dip in energy at any point in my day. I did the next day though. Um, so the next day I had planned to take off, but um, since I had booked that retreat, I knew I was leaving on um, Thursday and I was going to have to miss a little bit of work schedule there at the end of the week. So I decided, you know what, I'll, I'll train and I'll, I'll work with my clients and coach them. And um, I would not do that again next year. I will make sure I have the day or two off um, because I found I was, I was really wiped out. I was very tired that, that following day and I needed the whole day just to recharge. I mean, I, I was useless in terms of, I couldn't even like put together a sentence or think about like what to write in a newsletter, everything. It was just, I was fried. And so um, that was that was a good lesson of reminding myself I need that recharge time. So what we did on the retreat. Um, so I had a lot of different activities. I had some I had some le lectures about Ayurveda and the Vata season. And so I had people from all walks of Ayurvedic knowledge. I had some who um, only knew with what I'd shared in the newsletters, and I had others who you know maybe have taken a yoga teacher training with me and had knowledge of Ayurveda. And so it was kind of a vast amount of difference, but yet everyone's still kind of going for that same goal of, you know, learning how to slow down and tune in and that stillness, how to be okay in the stillness, you know, kind of ended up being our theme. And so we had different activities to help invoke that. Um, I think the biggest one based on the feedback that I got was the five senses nature walk that um, I provided. And I, I tweaked it a little bit. So I had a I went on a full moon um, forest bathing activity, gosh, now probably three or four years ago. And so I, I just tweaked some of what I had learned there and made it my own into how can I turn this to an Ayurvedic five senses activity and then tie it in with that stillness theme. And so that was the biggest hit, I think, was people just kind of really appreciating like where they're at, you know, where we think we are versus like, oh yeah, actually putting what, what I think I am into practice to figure out, yeah, I, I have some room to grow here or, Hey, I'm actually pretty good in this area, but this is one that I would like to, to get better at. And so really at its core, Ayurveda helps you find those deeper layers to yourself. And that was my goal with this retreat is to kind of unearth new ideas for you to implement into your life. And I left space so we could have that time to journal and reflect and have an activity at the very end. Um, I did to help make sure we can put this into our daily life. How are we going to practice this? How is this going to look when we return to normal life the next day? You know, and that's, that's something that I really prided myself on. 
So that was a little bit about my retreat next year. I'm going to challenge myself and um, do a weekend retreat because I am really, I, I really enjoyed it. And again, everyone who came said they're very, they're very much looking forward to the next one. And so I, I will do another one probably the next fall since, um, since the baby is due around February. I was hoping to maybe do a seasonal retreat every year. So once a season and tap into all of that seasonal wisdom, but it looks like next year is not going to be the year that I tap into that. So, you know, maybe on the horizon, maybe 2024 will be the year, but next year we'll just be doing a fall retreat again. So, and I already have kind of a retreat venue um, picked out or in mind. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so, and that's going to be a, more towards the Northern part of the state rather than Southern part this time um, based on this retreat venue. So I will, I will keep you posted when I have all of that up and ready. I'm still kind of working on the, um, the waitlist page so you can join the waitlist and get early bird pricing and all of that. So when everything goes live, because again, it's going to be a small intimate retreat. This place is an 11 place, um, or it has 11 bedrooms in it. So it's going to hold, um, you know, potentially again, I like my retreat small, you know, 12 people or less just to have that nice intimate connection. Plus I like to have one-on-one -on -one time with people and at an overnight retreat, I can. So that way it's almost like you get a little Ayurvedic coaching, um, one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with, with myself. And so you can ask me specific questions that maybe you don't want to ask in front of the group. Um, and that's something that I've seen done at other business retreats. And I really appreciate that when the coach makes time for you to work one-on-one -on -one with you. Um, so you can have that, that, you know, building block and that time with them to learn whatever you came to the retreat wanting to learn. So that was a little bit about um, my retreat. And then now the next weekend um, for my 30th birthday and then kind of like a last hurrah, you know, um, last little vacation for myself, I guess, um, before baby is here in February is the Sarah Jenks retreat. And so her retreat was different in terms of she had 75 women there. And so there was a lot more people um, and it was on her property and she has a huge, I don't even know how many acres is, I would say maybe 10, 10 acres, five acres very bad at that, <laughs> at that uh, knowledge of how much it is. Um, but it's, it's a large retreat or it can be a retreat venue. And so she has her moon lodge on her or her temple on her property by her house. And then we were actually out at this wide open field. So they had this wide open field where we all sat in circle. So it was, you know, all 75 of us in this big field sitting in a circle. And so that was the, that was, um, the retreat, I guess, venue of hers. And so I actually did, she had the first 30 people who signed up, got to come on Friday night to a special um, temple ceremony. And so I was one of the first 30 to sign up. And so I got to go to that temple ceremony, which was really nice. You know, we all sat in her temple um, and got to kind of get to know each other the night before. And then the following, um, you know, Saturday and Sunday, it was a long, it was, they were long days. You know, Saturday, it was from nine until 10 o'clock at night or later, I left around 10. And then the next day it was nine until three. And so it, there was a big packed full weekend. And then being there Friday night for, you know, three hours. So it was a chunk of time. And um, a lot happened that was more energetic shifting than anything. So with her retreats, um, I this is my second retreat I've been on with Sarah. And I could not tell you. So I'm glad I didn't record this earlier because I couldn't have told you what, what happened in terms of like, reflecting because I was still coming home. I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't even like put into words what just occurred. 
Um, you know, and in my journal, it was kind of some loose, loose things that I, I wrote, but nothing concrete. You know, we, we wrote um, wishes, you know, let's just dream without, without putting barriers on ourselves. Can I dream? And um, I found that to be really nice because the last time that I've really thought about like, where, where are all my goals? Where am I trying to go? It's been a long time, you know, it's been a long time since I've done that. And so that gave me permission into dreaming into what, what do I want for this next phase? Especially, this is why I really wanted to go too, because, you know, having another baby and, you know, it's going to, it's going to shift my business or I'm going to shift and my business essentially will shift because that's what, that's what always happens after, after having kiddos. And, um, that's what happened after my son, um, I shifted way more into the Ayurvedic space and then just became a little bit, I guess, softer and not as rigid um, with rules and new ideas formulated. And I know that that will kind of come with this as well. So I wanted to give myself space, but I also wanted to give myself space to dream. And so I wrote down some goals. And I will say when I got back, um, you know, Sarah had warned us, <laughs> make sure, you know, you're, you're ready because the goddess is going to challenge you. You know, she's going to throw you curveballs to see everything that you wrote down. Do you really want it? Can you stay in this energy? And so sure enough, we got home and, um, you know, our puppy, the first thing that happened is our puppy was really sick and, um, we didn't know if she's going to make it and then, and, uh, brought her to an emergency vet and they weren't able to help us. And so my husband called the breeder and she actually is from a small town. It's about two hours um, north of where we live who ironically was flying back in from a vacation. So she picked our puppy up and brought her to her vet. And then her vet diagnosed her right away with Parvo. And um, which I will explain in a second how like severe that is. And so they started taking care of her and they were basically like, you know, she would have gotten here the next day. She wouldn't have made it. She was that close. And um, Parvo, if you're not familiar, it's something that puppies and dogs get vaccinated for, but she hadn't had her last vaccine for it yet. And it's very contagious. You can get it from just, I guess it's only dogs. Like it can't go into humans and can't go into cats. It's just a dog dog situation. Um, but like from sniffing, um, other dogs, booties from sniffing a piece of grass that another dog with parvo might've peed on. Um, and it will live there for up to two years. So it's a really, it's a stinker of a thing to get rid of. And so, um, that was what we were dealing with. Um, how do we, you know, kind of keep her quarantined? Cause she, my husband gave her the antibiotics and, you know, he takes care of the dogs primarily and I'm primarily the cat person. And, um, so he was kind of dealing with her. And then on top of that, my son, when I was in a meditation training, I come out and I'm like, what is this white stuff in the sink? And it turns out my son had dumped, um, a candle down the drain. So it was wax that was just coating the sink. And so of course our drain started, our sink started to back up. And we don't have a dishwasher. We just have um, our sink. And so uh, we we were out of commission of our sink. And so my husband had to go in there and pick out the pipes. And sure enough, it, he pulled out like a candle, like a four inch candle from um, the drain pipes. But then we really, to get off that wax coating into the sink drain, it was going to be an ordeal. So we're, we would already, we're thinking about getting a new sink. So we're like, you know what? I guess it's time. This is a sign. Let's get a new sink. So we buy a new sink. We measured it thinking, great, it will fit right into our old counter space. Of course it didn't. And so we ended up having to buy a new counter space because the sink wasn't quite um, big enough. The hole was too big. So we bought a new counter space. Um, 
that next day, thankfully, again, we have small, we live in St. Paul, which in a, not a huge house. So the countertops, we don't have very big countertops here. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, Home Depot had two options. I wanted it done that weekend because again, I was tired of eating out. We ate out like four days in a row. And I, I, I don't know if I've ever ate out that much in my entire life. Um, cause growing up in a small town, we didn't have, we, there was nowhere to go. Where are you going to eat out? There's nowhere to go. Um, you know, the closest restaurant is 20, well, 20 miles away. And it's the DQ in my, you know, high school town. Otherwise you're going 30 miles to get to like the good restaurants, which is like the Perkins. So, I mean, we're talking not, not something I grew up doing. And so I am not a big fan of a ton of days eating out. I've discovered, I thought it'd be kind of fun, but then it got old. So I'm like this weekend, it needs to get done. So we bought the countertop, got the sink in, of course, then the garbage disposal spouted a leak. So then we had to go back to Home Depot and my husband did and bought a new garbage disposal and everything finally is working and set up. And then of course my son, um, the week before I left, he was out sick the whole second week of school. And so now he was still battling his cough cold thing and then gave it to me. And so it was just, uh, it was an ordeal. So that's, that was my first week back from the retreats. It was just, again, one curveball after another. But what I found was I, I wanted to stay in that energy. I'm like, how can I stay in the energy? Um, and I found myself not getting too high, not getting too low. I just was kind of laughing at the situation because at some point you're like, this is comical. How many things are going wrong? Um, and then I will just say, I had kind of a turn of things the next week. So, um, you know, first our puppy recovered again, the vet didn't know if she was going to make it. So we had her home because again, he didn't want her at the, the vet any longer than needed because it, it is so contagious. So we had her back and, you know, she was not looking great that first couple days. And then she kind of really took that, took that corner and improved. So she's now doing fine. And then that, um, couple days later, I, um, I ended up getting a book deal and that's all I can say is I am writing a second book, which was on my list. Um, when I flipped back through my notes from Sarah's of what I was dreaming into and one of them was to, um, publish a second book. And I had no idea how that would happen and no idea when that would happen. And I really wanted a publisher to do it. And so, um, that just kind of landed in my lap and it is amazing. And I'm, I'm so stoked. So I, I can tell you more about it later, but I'm just going to tell you that I do have a second book coming. Um, and it is Ayurveda. I can say, I can say that I think there's an Ayurvedic or a huge Ayurvedic component to it. Um, and then finally I got asked to review some Hallmark movies, um, with a guy over on his, um, YouTube channel. So me and another gal, Jenny, um, got to review Hallmark movies or our top 10 movies for the, the coming Christmas season. And if you know me, I love Hallmark movies. And so that was a really awesome experience to, you know, get to do something creative in a different way, um, just for fun. And so that was, that was my, my, my week after, you know, kind of the, the curveball week. And so I say all that because I think that energy matters so much of just like, how can we stay in our energy? I could have easily just tossed in the towel thinking, oh my gosh, life is getting so hard after the retreats. All of those dreams I had, I, I thought of the retreat, you know, maybe they're actually not for me. Maybe it was a pipe dream after all, but I didn't, you know, instead I stuck to my practices. Um, cause at the retreat, Sarah had made us make a list of practices. How are you going to stay in this energy? And I had my practices. I was doing my practices. And I think that really helped me like tune in, 
And they're the practices that I normally do, but sometimes, well, especially over the last, the summer, and I will say pregnancy also throws a curveball. Um, I'm going to do another solo show next week and it will be about the pregnancy update, um, and how things have been going, but, um, that has thrown a curveball into my morning routine over the summer, just because sleep and you get a little tired and things are just a little wonky. Um, and so I, I was really hoping, okay, I'm in the second trimester. Like I should be able to kind of settle back in and again, should versus how you're actually feeling always can alter. That's a whole nother topic. But, um, in my head, I was like, I'm feeling good. This, this is a great time to start to implement those routines. So I did. And I'm so glad I did rather than throw in the towel and think, oh my gosh, this isn't for me. These dreams aren't for me. Um, and so that, that was my experience. You know, I'm, I'm glad I went, I found so much wisdom in it. And, um, we actually, I'll share one thing that we did at the retreat at Sarah's retreat, um, that I've never done before, but we went skinny dipping, um, in her, she has a little private Lake, um, behind her house. And so we all did. And so that was so much fun. You know, some people still wore their swimsuits if they wanted. Um, otherwise some people just skinny dipped and swam in this kind of cold water. There was little pockets of warmth, but, um, that was something that I had never done. And I'm so glad I got the experience to do. It was just such a, like a freeing experience and it was really hot that day too. And it was like in the eighties. And so it was really nice to kind of cool off in the, in the water as well. So, um, highly recommend if you've never been on retreat before or a little scared, I went to Sarah's by myself. I didn't know anyone. Um, and actually funny thing there, I was at the hotel that I was staying at and I was getting ready to go on Friday night out to the, out to her temple. And, um, this lady in the, in the lobby said, Oh, you know, are you going to Sarah's? And I said, I am. And she was like, Oh, are you Sarah? Not Sarah Jenks, but another Sarah. And I said, Nope, you know, I'm Andrea. And then, so we got to chatting and she's like, do you just want to ride with us? We have an open spot. And so then boom, I instantly met three people. Otherwise I, I knew no one. I didn't know anyone going in. It was just a great way to kind of solidify like, wow, you know, there's magic working all around of, you know, introducing people and, um, you know, getting to meet people. I'm going to have a few people on the podcast that I met at the retreat, um, who are perfect and who are perfect guests for the podcast. And so it was just kind of like the right people because at a big retreat, 75 people, of course, I didn't get to meet everyone, but you meet the right people. You meet the people that you're supposed to meet. And, um, I'm super excited and super glad that I went. So highly recommend going on a retreat, finding something that feels good to you. So if it's a little bit of a doubtful, like, I don't know, um, like I'm scared, definitely try, go, go for it. If it's an, I don't know, like maybe this isn't the right retreat for me. Maybe there's something better. Um, if you constantly are doing that, then you probably just need to dive into one. But if you're like, ah, I'm, I, I'm not sure, you know, maybe you just find that right person. Cause a lot of it is, it's that energy of that retreat leader that really, um, that really does actually matter and how they facilitate and what's going on. So if they do pack their schedule, you know, to 120%, that might not be what you want, but maybe that is what you want. You know, there are some people who prefer to have everything etched out and no wiggle room. Um, and if that, that, that's something that you want to take into account when you're booking into those retreats, as well as like, do I want to go on a retreat where I'm going to have to, um, drive to the venue, or do I just want to stay at the venue the whole time? There, all of those are little logistics that will, um, a, they'll cost more money. So if you stay at a hotel, like we did for Sarah's, it's going to cost more money. Plus I rented a car cause I had to get to the retreat center. So that's going to cost more money. So all of those little things, if food is included or not, that matters. 
And so those are some things to look at um, when you're looking at finding that right retreat for you. All right. So I have um, actually I have the retreat waitlist for my 2023 retreat at the bottom of my retreats reflection blog. So if you head to andreaclassen.com forward slash blog, you'll be able to um, find the retreat reflections. And then you can just scroll down and just add your name to the retreat waitlist um, for mine. If you're thinking, hey, I, I'm thinking I want to come. It's going to be up near the Brainerd area. And um, it's again, it's going to be about 10 to 11 spots is what I'm going to be having um, based on the retreat venue. All right. Well, thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.